0: Hello and welcome to another Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims and uh, I want to remind everybody that you can hear Milwaukee Admirals podcast wherever you get podcasts, including milwaukeeadmirals.com. But whether it's iTunes or Spotify or Google or what am I missing? SoundCloud. Uh, Um, And uh, uh,
1: Spotify, Soundcloud. Google, and Apple. iTunes. 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 There we iTunes, go. Yeah. Okay, I got them all then. You got them all. And
0: milwaukeeadmirals.com. Uh, and we have all of them uh, loaded up. I think there's 16 of them uh, that we've done prior to this. 15 or 15 16. 15 or 16. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is either 16 or 17 that we're doing right now. We're, and uh, joining us on this podcast is a former Admirals assistant coach, now a scout with the Nashville Predators Stan Drulliott. Thanks for doing this.
2: Oh, Thanks, guys. Should be fun.
0: We really appreciate it. Uh, let's start with, I remember years ago, the, the Admirals, it was a it doesn't happen here. The Admirals have had, w- since, I, since my time started, Claude Noël was here, and then Lane Lambert was here, and here comes Kirk Muller. And I thought, okay, Kirk Muller's probably, he, he, had, he had a lot of heat around his name for a while back in 2011, as you, as you well know. Yeah. So I thought, oh, Kirk will be here for a year, maybe two, and it was 23 games. <laughs> so right I don't think it was that. I think it was it 17. Was. it was it was 23 it, they were 11 I, th- I, th- I-, I, th- I-, I thought we were 10 6 and 1 uh, you might be r- you're right you're correct excuse me it was 17 games pardon me Charlie corrected me uh, for once um rather than vice versa. I was just ca- was or rather than, other than, other than your wife yeah, correcting, correcting you right <laughs> yeah that was a uh but a- okay so 17 games um so Ian Herbers gets promoted to head coach and you come in as an assistant how weird was that for you? It was certainly weird around here because, like I said, that doesn't happen. It right. was pretty static. And everybody ha- was staying.
1: And how did you know? How did you get the job? Like you knew Herbie. Well, I played with Ian. You, you played, played with I Herbie. Played,
2: I played with Ian in uh, Detroit with the Vipers, and then we played t- uh, together in Tampa. Um, and I basically, when he got the job, just uh, sent him a text or an email. I don't know what I did, congratulating him, wishing him well. And, and uh, you're in Wheeling at this point I'm as the head coach. I'm in Wheeling as the head coach. Working under John Hines, actually, who's now the, the Nashville head coach. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just sent Ian a text and uh, just congratulate him. And um, he's like, what are you doing? And, uh, <laughs> uh, well, funny thing is my wife was actually gone that weekend. Um, she was looking – we were looking to buy some property in New York State. So okay. she was gone, and we were looking to make a, a long-time move. And when she came back, uh, this had all transpired, and I just uh, – you know, after talking to Ian, he's like, would you have any interest in coming here? And I'm like, oh, I got to think about it, blah, blah, blah. And and we went through the process and then uh, got on the phone a little with Paul Fenton. Um, and, geez, it was quick, uh, 24, 48 hours. I uh, had to make a decision. I had to make a decision. And not to
1: mention you have kids.
2: Well, th- that was the, the toughest part of it was I had just moved my son out of our school in Michigan. And oh. I, had oh. my, I had to talk my – I had to talk my – I went a year, the year before I was in Wheeling right. by myself. My family lived, my daughter was in college, and my son and my wife lived in uh, Michigan at our place in Fort Gratiot. <clears throat> and uh, I had to really convince them to make the move to Wheeling for Yeah, year. right now. He, yeah. was, he was, I want to think he was a senior in college or in, uh, in, in high, school? high school. Oh, jeez. And um, he's like, I'll do it, blah, 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 make the move, and I got him there and got him situated. He was just starting to. You know, make his friends in mid-December, early December when yeah. all this happened. I think it was December 5th I ended up coming I was right going to say about it was Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, Kirk left, yeah. I think I moved over here December 5th. And, um, you know, so he was just getting organized or whatever. And, and then I had to tell them that. Uh, and by the way, I had my house in Fort Gratiot sold. I had just sold my house, committed to a deal to sell my house in Michigan at the time. So I had a whole bunch of balls and there. All sorts of stuff going on. Oh, yeah. So I, I, my wife comes back from trying to buy property in New York State, tell her that I want to do this, and then she's like, what are we doing? We have nowhere to go because they couldn't stay in The house in is wheeling, gone, yeah. Right. The place that I was belonged to, you know, the team, they wanted to put the new coach going in there. Then I had to call the realtor. I got out of the sale of my house in Michigan. Oh, you did? Oh yeah. The, the, good thing that it was the crux of the downfall in the housing market. Yeah, sure. At, at that time, and uh, the house didn't appraise for what the val- like what the contract was. So they couldn't get the loan. So they couldn't get the loan, and wow. I was I got a I got thrown a bone. I had no yeah. idea it was that stressful. Yeah, I got thrown a bone. So boom, I had to, I came here for till Christmas time. Okay. Flew back to Pittsburgh. Got a car. Went to Wheeling. Um, packed up the house drove my family drove them back to Michigan got them situated for Christmas and then drove back here for the 26th or yeah. whatever and got Yeah the we ball probably going. played so the
1: game on the 26th or So
2: yeah it was a busy couple of weeks for sure but geez. you know here we are today and wow. I've been here now what is it 9 years nine I think years. I've been a part of the organization crazy, yeah. so um, it's been it's been a whirlwind it's been a learning curve and here we are you just I want, do what you do
0: There are people to to know about about the day to day stuff because um, uh, scouting is one thing, coaching is one thing, but being the head coach in the ECHL is a completely different animal because you're wearing 35 hats at that job. You're all of those things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Travel.
2: Uh, uh, everything. And
0: probably not a full-blown assistant, right?
2: No, we, you did. You started getting a full-blown assistant uh, when I was in Wheeling. We had John Robleski uh, was oh, my assistant sure, coach. Okay. Robo is now at the big national time at the team. U.S. Yeah. National Program. Yeah. He a heck of a job there developing the young kids for the USA program. Um, so yeah, I did have a full-time guy there with me, but, it, uh, I, I mean, you're doing contracts, you're recruiting, you're and doing your the contracts travel.
0: are your contract or at least your payroll is week to week in the ECHL, right? It's pretty
2: much day to day. I think our, I don't know what it is, twelve thousand or thirteen thousand
0: per month that you get as a budget or what is.
2: Oh man, I might, What am I doing? Five hundred a guy, about five six hundred a guy times twenty.
0: So that's ten thousand right there.
2: Yeah, so it's about twelve thousand a week. A week, okay. Is what okay. you're allowed to spend on your players. Okay. Wow. And um, you know, so you sign these guys, and there's some guys get more. Yeah, you can give a guy a thousand dollars, but you have your budget. So if uh, say one of my thousand dollar guys would get called up to the American League, yeah. So now my my contract status for that day is only say eleven thousand,
3: because right. I just
2: lost a thousand right. dollar guy. Right. Right. So I could bring in a player that was playing well. Say he was making. Supposed to give him 500 a week and say, "Listen, I got extra money right now. Yeah. I'm going to bump your salary now to 1200 yeah. for the next week." While this guy's called up to the American League, but I might need you at 450. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what in, I mean. In oh. two so weeks, when he gets sent back
1: exactly. or whatever, so
2: we can then we can sign a better player and you can make yeah. your team better. So I think in the East in the East Coast League, I don't know if you can do that as much anymore. Right. But back then, there were some. Well, gray and there, areas. There, I was going
0: to say, there are so many more full blown affiliates nowadays yes. than there was then. Yes. Yes,
2: and and I mean, and you couldn't. To me, you can't win in the East Coast League unless you have a good affiliate. Yeah. You really need some support. You need help.
0: And you would have had that with Pittsburgh.
2: I had great help. Jason yeah. Baderel was the guy, my go-to guy at the time. Um, you know, when I got the job there, it was like, you can have, you can sign four guys on two-way contracts, like AHL, ECHL, or I'll give you two one-way a- American League deals. You can go out there and do the recruiting. Let me know who you want, and then I'll make the calls because. These agents don't want to hear from the East Coast League. No, coach, no, no. They need to. I mean? They right. want to feel some love. Yeah, absolutely. The NHL GM or whatever. Or well, the assistant, yeah. And, and, and Jason Botterill was awesome. And like, Ben Street was one of my guys. Right. Ben Street was one of the, one right the out first of guys right out of college. Like yeah. I recruited him out of, out Wisconsin? of uh, Wisconsin. Out of Wisconsin, yeah. And uh, brought him in. And uh, I never made a one phone call to Benny Street. I knew Benny Street was likely going to come to us. But I told Jason that that's who I wanted. He was one of the guys high on my list. And he went out and signed him to an American League contract. And. Got him down into Wheeling, and and, uh, I got got some good stories about Benny. He's a good player. Well, and he
0: had, for you that year, he had like 55 points in 38 games or something. I mean, it was just unbelievable numbers.
2: He he was outstanding. And here's the one story about Benny Street that that as I go through this, some of these things will hopefully click (laughs) in. Pop in, in, yeah. yeah. But we were decimated with injuries. Pittsburgh got killed that year in injuries. So my whole team, half my team was up in Wilkes-Barre, and um, I'm the poor guy trying to – you know, you're, you're, you're the bucket, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So you're you're trying to piece things together, and it was it was December. We were on a roll. We were doing real well, and uh, then it was probably early January where all the call-ups happened. And Benny Street was playing in Wilkesbury, and we were going into Trenton on a weekend, and they had the Saturday night off. Wilkesbury did, and I can't find players. Like I got nothing. I'm shorthanded going in here, three guys short. And uh, I called John Hines, and Jason, and I said, any chance? you can send me three or four guys for the game. Just, right, just, just one. Just one get night. them in, yep. one game. And they're like, yeah, no problem. So four guys had a limousine service from Wilkes-Barre. Drive down to, to, Trenton, uh, to, Trenton, to Trenton, which isn't very far, I don't think. Okay, I think it's only a couple hours. I was going to say, we flew far. into
0: LaGuardia last year to fly to Wilkes-Barre, so it can't be that yeah, far. Yeah, I don't think
2: it's very far. So these guys come down there, and they tell the players only two of them are coming back to the American League. So, <laughs> But they
1: don't tell um, them which...
2: Yeah, basically.
1: they just say two year stand, two years. So coming this back. is a tryout for oh you, basically. Gosh. Basically, right? Isn't that so great?
2: Gabe starts, first shift, Benny Street scores. Second shift, Benny Street scores. Comes back to the bench, and I'm like, what the, what's going on with you? He goes, My my ride's waiting for me in the parking lot. <laughs> 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 I'll never forget it. My That's ride's good. waiting for me in the parking Didn't
0: lot. Didn't he weren't you in the playoffs that year? Didn't he uh, Leave somewhere. It wasn't he the player that you
2: had talked about. He had played one someplace. Was uh, that was when I was an assistant in Toledo. Okay. And we were playing Wheeling. Okay. In, oh uh, sure. In the playoffs, and it was McIntyre.
1: Oh really? Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. That's right. It was Drew, Drew, McIntyre. McIntyre. That's right. it
2: was Drew McIntyre. That's right. Yep. Drew was uh, played was for in Toledo. I was Detroit. Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. Yes. And uh, they had been bounced, and they had got beat out on on say a Friday night or whatever it was. And we were playing Saturday afternoon at one o'clock in Wheeling. It was game, might have been game seven of our series. All night, gets in the car, gets to the rink, and wins us game seven, and
3: we go on to the next round. You know, that's that was
2: me. Drew McIntyre. That that's is Drew McIntyre. Is. Yeah, yeah like he wants to and he's play. He's still he
0: playing in the Asian League, Is he which really? which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's yes, just, he is. You think about it; he, he was drafted in like '01, right? right. So he's flip we' thirty seven thirty yeah. eight years old uh, good, good for g- him. and good for him good exactly for him. right because yeah. he's he deserves every good thing that he can possibly every
2: get. time that man went up and down from Grand Rapids to us in toledo and you you would never have known where he was you know how much money he was making he yeah. was just as even keel as possible, hard yeah. every day, and every and,
0: and the 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 support of the family is you know I don't he, I don't think he, maybe he wasn't married then, but he, I think his first kid was born in Milwaukee. Oh, uh, Yeah, right? Faith was born here. Yeah, he was born was in Milwaukee. An app, an appropriate uh, name for you, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, just they, they went with them, I bet and it was great.
2: That's what your families do. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it just it's just the way it is. You yeah, know, you, 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 it's the life of whether you're a coach or a player. I mean especially when you're in the in the minor leagues. I mean, it's day to day. You don't know where Absolutely. you are. Absolutely right. Uh, especially Couldn't in the East Coast League. I mean, the contracts are 24 hours long. Yeah. Like really. I mean, <laughs> 24 you know, hours. That's that, that's all are good have, for. I have a
0: friend who's a coach uh, an associate coach at Miami of Ohio right now and I think it was seven he's made he played a little pro hockey a little bit in the old I he played for Quebec. Uh played a, a couple games for Kansas City, a couple games for San Antonio. Most of it was in the old WCHL uh with Idaho, but he uh I think he said – and then he's coached at the college level and in the women's game and the men's game, and he's at Miami, like I said, now. Um, 17 moves in 14 years for him. you got to be in that neighborhood, eh?
2: Don't don't ask my son how many houses he's lived in. (laughs) Yeah, right. He probably can't can't remember. I think it's 17 or 18. That's just wild, huh? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I I don't think – I've been here in Milwaukee nine years, and I have lived in one, two, three, four, five – five places no kidding in the nine years
0: no kidding yeah well what is it it's probably been the last three four years that you've been sort of a full-timer in milwaukee because you were you did you go back a little (laughs) bit or
1: did did you were you did you always stay here
2: one two three four this is six years six years that you stayed in the summer yep wow yep six years and you done? you didn't you
0: never did that anywhere else you had a younger family at the time too. Yeah.
2: So. Well, when I, when I when I as soon as we started having kids, we would we didn't boun- didn't go. Bounce you around. just stayed. Yeah. Didn't bounce around. Like you I had a house in. We had a house in Tampa. Yeah. You know, my daughter was little. Had a house in Tampa. I was in Detroit Vipers. We stayed there for four years. Um, yeah. W- once I got to a city and I felt comfortable enough um, that I was going to be there for at least a year. Yeah. you I'd buy a house. Yeah. And, um, you know, back then the housing market was so good. Like For sure. it was always an investment and, uh, that's the way I looked at it until I tried to sell my house. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed.
1: I, 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 back before you came to Milwaukee as a coach, you had a lot of history with the admirals just as a, an opponent, as an opponent, one of the dominant, oh, had some good games, here. one of the don, dominant <laughs> players. In IHL, I don't want to say history, but yeah, you should say history. History. I mean, you had a 100. F- I'm looking at your stats right here. 114 points in one year. When we hired you as a coach, there we had a lot of fans who clearly remembered you as a player. Uh, and Atlanta, uh, Detroit, Atlanta whatever, and yeah. Detroit. And you guys had some very good teams. Uh, what do you remember about playing at the Bradley Center and uh, about playing against the Admirals?
2: I remember the ice being slow. Oh
1: yeah, at the Bradley absolutely. Center. absolutely. Because the ice, the ice was, was as slick. you would come to find out, it was never yep. it was never down. Right? Yep. There was always some, another event going. Always on.
2: covered up, and always. It, it, I always found the ice to be slow here. Which was bad
1: for your for, would have been bad for your game. No, I wasn't that fast. You weren't <laughs> that fast. All right, <laughs> slow, well. slow, slow,
2: Everybody else down. It's good. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I mean, well, when started coming here to Milwaukee. I mean, it was state of the art. Right. The, the Bradley, Bradley Center was seven or eight years old. I mean, it was spectacular. Well,
0: and you probably would have played in the same kind of building. State of the art building in Detroit, then too, right? Oh, yeah, I we play where the Pistons played. Right, at so, yes. Yeah, so, th- I mean, they're yeah.
2: Atlanta. When I was in Atlanta, we played at the Omni, right? Where the old, where the Hawks played. So yes. That yep. was a older building to play in Atlanta and Detroit. <laughs> two great cities, two yeah. great markets. Be on good teams in all those years, have good teams. And um, yeah, I remember coming. I remember coming into Milwaukee quite a bit. It was always nice. We'd always get in here early too, so sure. you could you could wander the streets a little bit and get into trouble sometimes. Um, always a fun, always a fun city to to come to to go out on the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. always a fun city.
1: And we we talked we talked about this with Doug, uh, Dougie, in a previous uh, podcast about you know the IHL made a lot of mistakes from a business side, but there were in some pretty cool cities, right? Oh. Like. You know, there there wasn't well, a lot. No, with no offense to Upstate New York, there wasn't a lot of Albany's and Binghamtons right, and things like that. Right.
0: And you specifically, your team specifically in Detroit, you had. I mean, I guess a lot of teams probably flew pretty well, but you guys flew really well. Yeah, in we Detroit. had round planes. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, we flew on round ball one, the Pistons plane, and I would sit on that seat. There was only it only held twenty four. And um, <laughs> 24 seats. 24 seats. That's it. It's for the. It was built for basketball. Yeah, and you you know you're not, a ta- you're, not a ta- right, feet, you're not a tall right. You're not a tall guy. My didn't touch the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would. Do you know whose well, seat it was? No,
1: you don't. I don't remember. Because I'm like, sure they're they're they all so sat in the same spots. They're so deep. Right. So, like, if I would if sit if your my butt back, is all the way back, all the
2: way in the back, like, my knees wouldn't even bend. So, like, I'd have to, like, right. It's like having one of the loud, a chase chairs. Right. Or yeah, or right.
1: You're just kicking your feet like yeah. a. Uh, but uh, I'll tell
2: you what, like, we got treated so well there in Detroit. Like, I mean, it took us longer sometimes to drive to the plane than it would to drive to the city. Like, we flew sure. to Kalamazoo. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. We, we flew to uh, Grand Rapids, like, two hours, two and a half hour bus ride. Right. We had a 40 minute drive down to the hangar. Right? Yeah. And uh, to get on the plane, but we'd get off the plane, and you know we'd leave our keys, and we'd get off. Our cars would be warmed up for us. Like the antennas would go out there to start our cars for us, clean the snow off. Um, was yeah, it, it? Was
3: Was it better?
1: I mean, and it's obviously not better to play in the IHL than the NHL. But was it when you went up and played in the NHL for Tampa, who's a uh, you know an expansion team? About they're a couple of years old. Uh, was it? Were you treated better in Detroit than you were in Tampa?
2: Well. My f- I was in two stints in Tampa. Right. So the I was there in 92 when they started. The inaugural season in 92, I was there when we played the fairgrounds. That was a whole different animal than I went back up there in 98 or 99. Well, right yeah. before they made the cup, cup Yeah. Right. Yeah. So two different, totally two different ownerships, two different animals. We're at the fairgrounds in 92. Um but when I went, then I played, you know, bounced down in the American League in the I for seven years, and then I go back to Tampa in 98 or 99, whatever the years were now. They they all blend in. Yeah. Um, I took a pay cut. To go
1: to play in the NHL? To
2: play in the NHL. Jeez.
1: Wow. I mean, because the IHL, again, yeah. made some – Bad business decisions and No, start, they were great. They were great for you. <laughs> but I mean, paying players lots and lots of money, yeah. trying, you know. And then the lockout happened in the NHL in what 95, 94, 95? And so the IHL comes in and says, "Hey, we're taking over. We're going to be on ESPN. Yeah. we we're, you weren't. They never said
0: we're going to take over, but they were like they weren't know. full on WHA.
3: Right? They were
2: trying." Their hope – hope, they were They were hoping to do that. You I think, think so? Yes, I, I really believe that. I mean, we had all the be- – like, all the NHL guys that were kind of, you know, late in their careers, right. wanted to play more. Jimmy Carson, Wayne Presley, Isaac right. Horrible. Like, the list goes on. That came to Detroit to play. Yeah. Um, yeah, they tried to rival the NHL. They were trying to rival the – and I would argue – Did you see That, that? there were some – there were some teams in the eye that could have beat some NHL teams.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, but they, you, you think about it, too, because that was about the time, like, I think it was Redick Bonk was, yep. uh, uh, I think he was 17. It was he before was he was Vegas. drafted. He ended up in Vegas. So well, exactly. Sergei Samsonov played you for You played with him, with, yes. In the
2: Vipers, as draft year.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, they, you know, Stalinkov here in 92 um, wasn't drafted and, and played with Milwaukee. I mean, that's, they they were getting you know the old WHA drafted Gretzky at 17 and Michelle Goulet at 17 and yep. all these guys who went under the Hall of Fame Hartsburg and so on all yeah. of these guys were 17 you had to be 18 and maybe even 20 in the NHL to get drafted
2: yeah okay. and all eight, uh, yeah i don't know how long what the age was back then but it's been 18 as long as i for yeah. the draft as long back as i can remember but yeah i mean you know and that's why i think there's so much talk about you get some of these young players playing in the American League right now you know that are 18 to 19. Right. You know just drafted the Tolvanen. Yes. You know Rasmussen, the cider kid in Grand Rapids. Yeah. Uh, these young players. Well, the 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 CHL players can't come here. Right. Right. You know, so unless they go to the on country you're drafted from, where you get drafted out of at the and time you're drafted. At the time you're drafted. Yeah. So very very critical. So I think you know there's some question marks to be said about that. There's a whole bunch of different opinions on you know should you let. 18 and 19 year old kids playing in the American League. I mean, the and
1: philosophy is that the CHL doesn't want their, they don't want to tickets. dilute their product so much lose and, the and lose the, yeah, lose the Connor McDavids and the Sidney Crosby's yep. of the world to play in the American to play Hockey minor, League. Play in the do you think, I mean, and not that you, uh, maybe you do have some insight on this, but is that going to change? Will that change?
2: I don't know. I think it's always going to be a topic of discussion. I think it's being more prevalent now because I think you're seeing it happen more now with the Europeans coming over. Sure. At, well, in college hockey and forever. Yeah, in college
0: hockey, usually you know, those guys are one th- and done. A lot yeah. of them are.
2: Now you got the college kids though too that you look <coughs> at the backside. Their contracts are good for four years. Right. Or draft like to sign the them, draft which, year. Yeah. Yep. You know what or I your- mean, and then they have rights if they don't sign coming out of their senior year to right. go back into the draft. So. There's a whole bunch of loopholes that are being taken advantage of now by kids, and rightfully so. I mean, if it's up to if the agents there, to exactly. know the rules and, and take advantage of that for, for their own good. So um, there's, a lot of lo- there's a lot of smart agents out there, Yeah, and, and they, they know the, the rules and how to manipulate them for their clients, and that, that's sure. their job. Absolutely. You
0: played, you played CHL for a couple of teams in the CHL. But you had the chance to play for Team USA in the Olympics, right? You had no, try. I tried out for the Olympics. Tried out team. for the Olympic 92, team. Ninety-two. Yeah. I
2: tried out for the U.S. Olympic team. Yeah. So what was yeah. that process like? It wasn't good
3: enough. I didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> but are you on a list? Are you, you invited? invited? I don't know. How do they do, how or did you just happen? walk in? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <I> was <laughs> all, it was all invite. It was
2: in Saint Cloud. Uh, I think it was in Saint Cloud. Dave
0: Peterson's the coach, right? Oh my
2: gosh! Don't. know. I think
0: it was Dave Peterson. I'll just I'll just say I
1: don't that.
2: know. Honestly, I don't And know. where were
1: the Olympics in Lillehammer?
3: 92. Albertville
1: was in 90, Albertville was 94. Albertville was in 94. All didn't. right, Albert, yeah, right.
0: Albertville was 94, and 94 was the year that they started taking the eye uh, the guys from the eye, right? Like Ray LeBlanc was on that 94 team and and, and players like that were on that oh, on that 94 club. Know. Wow. Yeah.
2: Well, who would have been like I, I, maybe I got my years wrong on the thing, but it was Mike uh, Richter uh Brian He would Leach. have been 88. That would have been 88.
0: Is that 88? That's 88. That's 88. Yeah. Which make, I mean. <laughs> that's,
2: it was at 88.
0: Okay, so that's Dave Peterson was the coach that of that team. That was 88 when I was at the tryout. Okay.
2: 92. 92, I was playing in the NHL. Okay. It was 88. 88. How many guys are
0: at the tryout?
2: Oh, my gosh. We had four teams, I remember. Wow. Yeah, because north, south, east, and west. We we're, were broken and up north, south, east. And, and they south, got to whittle
1: that down to 25, yeah. 24 guys, about? Five, six guys per team,
3: roughly, yeah.
2: But, but yeah, we had a good team there that year, obviously. Richter. Yeah. Yeah. So young. Who else? Brian Scotty Green, Young, right? Young, Scott Young, Brian Young yeah.
1: Leech, Kachuk. Sure, yeah. Wow, yeah. Keith yeah. Kachuk, not Keith uh, Kachuk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, not the boys. not the not
2: the. I just watched. I just watched the last week. Did you? Were you, you up game, there on Saturday? The Cassian uh, game? I was, I was game? up there all week. Oh, you were. Yeah, I saw it all. So
1: you saw the goalie fight. I saw the goalie. Oh man, how did that rank with? Hey, I'm going to start season. I'm start. I'm going to start calling that. I'm going to start calling that. Uh, April, what was, it was April say? Fool's Day. Hey, the April Fool's Day Massacre. There That's what go. I'm going to start calling it, the April Fool's Day Massacre.
2: <laughs> Changed our year.
1: It sure did. Absolutely. We couldn't beat Rockford at all that year. It brought us together. We actually didn't win that game. We lost in a shootout. We lost in a shootout. Oh. It's a, shootout, but we a got tie. Him. We, yeah, it's a tie. <laughs> what do you remember about that game? This is your first year on an IHL bench. Remember, and, excuse me, I, on an I, AHL bench. I
2: remember Ian Herber just manhandling me. <laughs> um, because it happened during the second period. Right, so right. So I would be standing next to their Closer bench to, uh, defense to, to, to Rockford, the defenseman side. Right by Rockford's yep. bench. And uh, when things happened, uh, Teddy Dent said something to one of our guys, and I was reaching around to grab Teddy Dent. And all of a sudden, I got the big hook by, by Herbie. Herbers. He just <laughs> threw me out <laughs> of the way. Oh, he's just Frankenstein. Oh, my God. As he was reaching for Teddy Dent like – if you would have got him, it could have been. It would have been a whole different story. So, but, uh, I'm glad he got to him and not me. But yeah, right. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, it was interesting.
0: Did you realize how it started? Oh yeah. At the time,
1: I were mean, you wa- Were you paying attention? Yeah. So you were wa- You watched Smitty? You watched uh, Rob Flick? Smitty pop him one. Yeah, and I
2: watched Flick the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he was, was a little. B- yeah. Because we
0: always thought we've always had Rob Flick is the bad guy. Mm. And he may have been. He certainly played a part. Right. But we didn't but realize that. But it was Jeremy any, Smith who. Uh, Jer- Jeremy Smith who had had enough and wow. pushed back. Right. That's the that. He
2: he had the tendency to pop off every
3: once in a while. Smitty, Smitty did. did. Yes. Yes. Smitty. Yeah. Yes. intense, vocal. dude. He was vocal. intense. He was vocal. And I loved him, but and he he, yeah, he and rubbed
1: it. people the wrong way every once in a while. I'll tell you. I'll, because he's intense. Bec- and even in practice, one time. I was at uh, uh, J.P. Codorn, who's a uh, his dad was a longtime season ticket holder, unfortunately passed, uh, and worked in local media for Time right. Warner Sports. And he's over. said, I want to do a story on Zach Stortini. I'll say great. Stortz is a great guy. He's a teddy bear, right? He's tough on the ice. He beats guys up. And you probably you might know where I'm going with this. Yeah. And, uh, and, but he's just a, the nicest guy in the world. So we're at practice at the Kern Center, and it's a 5 on on-0 power play drill and starts is station in front of the net and I don't know what Smitty's doing to him if he's just hacking at his calves but again it's five just on oh yeah. yeah it's five on oh and all of a sudden Stort's his head and turns around and just starts wailing on <laughs> Smitty and you don't get practice fights a lot and I wouldn't even know that I'd call this a fight but I do know that there's J.P. Godorn with his camera and he's filming this and I'm got to tell him like okay Let's not use that. Not that. And good. I swear to God <laughs> that Stortini's the nicest guy. It's good guy. video, but
2: it's really not that good. <laughs> right. <video. laughs> yeah. I swear to
1: God that Stortini's a great guy, and it's it's yeah. no problem. He's a teddy bear, except that he's just beating the our goalie to a pulp back there. And <laughs> who I'm put
2: sh- Stortini on front of the net in a power play? That's my first question. <laughs> <time. laughs> <laughs> well, what, do you? What I assume you
1: remember that practice. You must. Uh, like I don't know if I was here for that practice. Is that right?
2: That might have been earlier on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know when it, what time of year it was. I don't remember either, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, but I was here with the two of them, so yeah. I spent a, Zach wasn't playing a whole lot when I was here.
1: Yeah, yeah. it was that a vet, did we have a veteran <laughs> issue?
2: I don't remember.
0: You don't remember? That's, a long, that's that. a long time. I'm to trying go. to worry about next week. Then a yeah, of right. Nonsense, right. Yeah. Ago. Right. It wasn't that. When you look back at uh, some of the players that that came through here, that 13-14 team, there's so much you know, Phil Forsberg and and guys like that. Colton and, Sisson, and Austin Sissons, Watson. The, yeah, I mean there was. Even yarn Croc for a little bit. At this level, legit,
2: legit goal scorers playing for the Milwaukee Admirals. Yeah, and they were just kids. Yeah. You know, they were just kids just trying to figure it out. And it's funny. Like, they all have to go through their own. Maturation? Yeah, their process. own way to get there. Yeah. You know, even Trennan. You look at Trennan. I mean, yeah. he's been here three years. Is this this would have been his third year. You know, like, so, you know, he's come a long way. Just in the way he thinks about the game. Right. You know what I mean? I've been in a lot of meetings with him. Um, and you know, talking to him about how he thinks he's gonna get to the national league. Yeah. And he's just he was just so wrong back then. Yeah. You know, now he's bought into playing well, I was gonna playing say, in so that I, way. I, I, tell,
0: I tell people all the time, Stan, that to me it
2: seems like he figured he's figured out his body. Yeah. Is that what it is? I think so. I think he's well, he's figured out his body and he's figured out how he has to play. And let's not rem let's let's not forget this kid had two serious major injuries. injuries. Yes. Yeah. Horrific in injuries. Junior hockey, yeah. And they take you know they take a long time to rebound from. Yeah. They really do, and I've learned that now. I think as, as scouting, when when guys have injuries that are out with ankles, knees, knees and joints and, and, in and general, and huh? stuff like that, and they're coming back. And I, I'm I'm the explosiveness I'm isn't not, there. I had a knee injury. It looks yeah. a little bit slower. Like needs three months. Needs six months. It's, These guys need time It's to really
0: interesting for me to hear that from you because you're a guy. Who made your living standing in front of the net in a time where it it could have been manslaughter?
2: I wouldn't leave the front of the net nowadays.
3: Right.
0: Yeah.
2: I wouldn't go anywhere else. Where, why would you go anywhere else if you want to score? But I
0: right. mean, yeah, when you like, we, you're, when you're scoring 40, 50 goals a year in the IHL, just absolutely getting abused. It's unreal. It's unreal. What yeah.
2: <laughs> how hockey used to be. Yeah, it's a different game. It's hard. Like I remember last year, you know, my first year scouting, and and you're sitting so far away too. So right. Like for me it's like, man, these guys are slow. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I yeah. had to I had to get a comprehension of the speed and and that aspect of it. But perspective I remember yeah. I remember kept I kept writing on my notes. This game wasn't physical. This guy's not physical. This guy didn't finish his checks. This guy and I'm doing this in October and I'm still writing this in November and I'm like, wait a second.
1: Is it me, or is it... Ho- it's me, and the, and
2: it's the way the game is changing the way I view this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have to change the way I'm viewing Yeah. Because it's, you know, watching that, you go watch a National Hockey League game on a Friday, Saturday, and you come and watch a Sunday game in the American League, it's a different game. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. You know, especially on a Sunday, you catch a team uh, three and how? three. Right. I try not even to see those games anymore. Like, I learned that last year. Unless you really want to go see if a guy's going to compete and battle through a three and three in right. the American League, some of them are just a waste of time. How you know, because their guys are fatigued. Yeah, like they're, they're, there's a factor they're tired. to it. they How does
1: it differ? As a, and we want to yeah. go back through your Admirals years a lot, yeah. a lot more here. But as how does it? How do you watch the game differently besides the perspective of being up here as opposed to on the bench? How do you watch the game differently as a coach and as a scout?
2: Systems compared to the actual player skill. Yeah. You know, as a, as a as a coach, you're watching the breakouts to the forecheck, the face-offs, the, you know, what they do in the offensive zone. They three high, they spread, they net front, all that stuff. Nowadays, I, I can't even tell you sometimes what happens in the game. Mm-hmm. You're you know just know watching I mean? individual guys. Yeah, I I mean, last year, trying to create a database for myself, I would write, you know, a couple things on each player throughout the game. And now that i have starting to learn the players a little bit more, now I've gone through you know, a year and a half of it. Uh, when I go, I try to watch six or eight guys, go with a game plan. Like, I know I'm going to see – like, last week, I knew I was going to see Calgary three times in five days and yeah. Edmonton three times in yeah. five days. So, yeah. I'd, uh, I'd go watch eight guys the first game and just and focus, it on it and focus on those guys. I don't, on I don't those want guys. you to
0: give me the, the, necessarily the inside scoop, but you're not there to watch Connor McDavid necessarily because he's probably not – Well, sometimes you gravitate. Sometimes, sometimes you, you gravitate. Ha- yeah. Grab yeah. It, you <laughs> yeah.
2: Do yes, yes. You know what I mean? But yeah. yeah, you still, yeah you still – you know, you still want to get a report in on him, you know, how he played that night. And yeah. I mean, we'd have to give up the moon to get him. I yeah. Know, oh, everybody, I mean? yeah, yeah. You know, so, like, he's not but he's, d- he's it's not an interest but or whatever. Right,
1: but maybe it's good to know, like, oh, geez, you notice during this situation he takes shifts off. or I wouldn't notice that. He, yeah. So his,
2: yeah so I mean, I wouldn't watch him that close.
1: Right, no. but,
0: but for you then, so are you – is it right now, is it j- during the season, up to say the trade deadline, or uh, maybe even after, is it just gathering information on players, or is there a time, let's say <laughs> Nashville goes in the playoffs, like last year they get in the playoffs after winning the division? Are you gathering systems information and watch this player likes to shoot from this circle or whatever it might be?
2: Well, l- last year, last year um, as we got into the before the playoffs, the last two or three weeks, um, I went and followed St. Louis. <laughs> Dallas and Winnipeg and did pure system stuff the potential sure. opponents. Is yeah. that
1: because you have the experience yes, that's to do what
2: they it? They asked me to do, you know, because most scouts don't have are that. Probably
1: former players but never worked in a in a coaching environment.
2: Yeah. So I was asked to do that and then put together um, so I did three different game plans, scouting reports yeah, game plans. Reports, yeah, just reports, not a game plan. Right. They have the game. They, they're they're responsible game for right. game plan. I'm going here's what I think here's what doing. they do. Here's their breakouts. Here's their forecheck. You know, uh, here's their PK. These guys come over first. These guys come over second. At the end of a PK, they're coming out with this line next right away. So, you know what I mean? You know you know Trends, the rotation. Whatever, Trends, whatever, yeah. um, You know, you'd look at uh, second period, they're down. Um, usually middle of the second period, this is when they start to maybe shuffle. Points. Or this is when I've noticed all three games that they were losing, uh, they changed their neutral zone forecheck. Yeah. You know, th- just you know, as many subtle things as you want. And then if you see really good clips – you know, I'd write down first period, 17-minute uh, mark, control breakout. You know, then it's easy for law and the staff in Nashville, you know, once they get all that, they go, oh, Stan said 17-minute mark or whatever. Yeah. It's a clip. Boom, he they can can just go, go find to it, it and like that. It's yeah. a real good clip. And, you know, they've got presentation video, um, okay. stuff like that. So, So that was different last year for sure. But right now – I don't watch systems whatsoever. It's strictly
0: information. It's gathering all on individual. On individual. All yeah. individual.
2: All individual. You know, when we had meetings, we went down to Dallas for the Winter Classic as a, as a, the whole organization went down. They did a fantastic job, and what a great experience. Um, but we stayed. All the scouts stayed afterwards for three days, and we had our meetings, and you know, so we got a game plan together of the teams that, you know, if we're gonna make a trade or teams that we're interested in. Um, we, we compiled the list there, so that was been our kind of our focus the last month yeah. is seeing, you know, the guys of interest or the teams of interest sure. and putting together lists. And, you know, we had a conference call today um, already this morning. And, and, again, it's now it's narrowing that focus down from what we've watched the last month and now trying to get our ducks in a row of what our game plan is going forward. Um, you know, it's three weeks from today's trade deadline. right? And, um, you know, so just trying to have all our ducks in a row and be as organized as possible. And that's the biggest thing that I've learned as a scout. I didn't think it was this detailed.
0: Right. Sure. Had no idea. Right. Had no what idea. What went
2: into it. Yeah. yeah. It is more intricate, more detailed than I ever could have imagined. Which is
1: interesting because, you know, so when you're I, a coach, yeah. all these scout after every game, if a scout is here, if, you know, Scooter was here or whoever, they're in the locker room talking to you guys about, but probably more about our players and our game as opposed to other players and uh, like, you know, for the other team or, you know, who's good for a trade or whatever. Right, I Well, like, well when I come
2: go. watch us play now, because I live here, so I see us play quite a bit. But right. I rarely come to to a game here and watch Milwaukee. Rockford's right. in, and Grand Rapids is so in. So you
0: can do that. You basically watch one team.
2: I will not watch two. I because it's too so much. So if you're I in Chicago, let's job. say you're
0: watching the Blackhawks and the Jets, you'll watch just the Jets. One or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not good enough. Well, I agree. I, I agree with that. I can't I do a good enough job. For me, I don't feel like when I do right, that, right, I don't feel like you're I'm cheating getting, somebody. I'm cheating the, I'm right. cheating the opportunity. Yeah. To really get to know eight players well. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. To get to know them intimately I as agree. much as I can. Yeah, I agree
0: with that style. But I think totally about it: if there's
2: th- there's 38 guys playing. Yeah. Right. Yes. And if you write on every guy, you're divulging. What are you giving each guy a minute and a half?
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And probably not even.
2: Right. Like so, that's the way I look at it. Like I'd rather, I'd rather see. Connor McDavid, you know, he plays. Fourteen shifts for him. He plays twenty-five minutes. Right. I want to watch him hard for twenty. Yeah. yeah, And I'm really gonna know him at the end of the night.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh back to, let's go back to your coaching days. You talked about with you know Trennan, You got had a lot of meetings with him.
3: Yep.
1: And. And the, each Dean, guy's, Dean more than me. Dean but. more than you. But what is your role as the assistant? We always have this idea, and maybe it's from the movie Miracle, that the, the head coach is the jerk. Is the heavy, uh, And the assistant coach is the friend. Did you have to play that role? How was your role different than, besides you're not, you know, in charge of all the decisions, how is being an assistant different be, than being the head coach as far as the, the relationship with the players goes?
2: Well, for one, you don't make any decisions. Just offer <laughs> right, <opinion>. yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, you know what? I, I don't know if I changed so much with the I, – I don't know if I – my dealings with the players would have been that different if I was assistant or the As head. As a head, yeah. If I had something to say you strong said with them, I'd talk to them. Sure. Sure.
1: But you also got a you got get a bag skate the guys. Yeah, and
2: but I mean, when I first started here, I'd skate with them. as I got a little bit older, I would <laughs> no thanks. <skating> <laughs> right. The guys loved it when I'd skate with them.: Again, Sure we'd sit there and you're and, one of and, us.: And go so I'd skate with them, but I'd make them go and then I'd go. Yeah and they'd go twice.: they'd, they'd go twice and then I'd go so. Yeah. But you know what? they knew when I skated with them, uh, when I was tired, I'd stop skating them. So yeah, they didn't have to skate as long. Yeah, <laughs> you know nice. what I mean? So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think that's about building relationships with the player too. I mean, yeah. they they want to know that you're vested with them. Um, you know that skating a player is not fun, like. No one right. likes skating. Right. Players just to skate, and that's the one thing that I try not to do. There's, you can do drills, you can do things. There's you know, ways to incorporate yeah, endurance it, into practice, exactly. As, as opposed to your skills.
1: T- t- tell them to skate around the nets.
2: The day, yeah, the days of that are gone. Yeah, they just don't. I mean, some you need it. Sometimes you just need just. to are putting the played, pucks away. You just did, gotta skate. Did
0: you play for? You played for Steve Lodzick? Yep. Was he a players' coach like that, oh, or yeah. was he tough? Was he?
2: Led he was tough on us. Um, I had some really good teams there. Uh, the one year we won 50 some games, 57. So. Yeah. Um, but he knew he that hard I'm going to
0: back off. You win 57 games. I'm going to back. You can, you can have Monday off now. He
2: was hard on us when we won. Like when we got and on that's a roll. And when, that's
0: when you guys accept it, though, as players, right?
2: When we were on a roll, that's, we went five in a row, six, seven. Now he's coming down on us for getting a little bit sloppy. Right. Because you know what's coming. Right. You just you, you just you win six seven and you get a little bit slack. Yeah, that's what he would step on us when when we would lose two three in a row. He'd back right off. Yeah, kid gloves. Because you and knew I think it. That's I think you That's have the to way do that.
0: to do it. To well, know? and he, in in that respect, he's kind of ahead of his time. From twenty five years ago, when he's doing that, right?
2: Yeah, probably. He was a good coach. Yeah, he was a good coach. I mean, everybody has their own ways, and everybody does things differently. I laugh at. I think it's – well, I don't laugh at it. I think it's great. Like Sheldon Keith, you good young coach yeah. coming in here playing music and practice. I did it in Wheeling. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I did it in Wheeling with the guys all the time. We just – Abs- when you're going to do skills. Yeah. You know, I used to make the, the apparatuses, and you know, for the guys that go underneath. Now you can buy them at the store. Right, for, a lot, for yeah. a lot of and money. For a lot of money. And instead of taping some pucks yeah, uh, know, to a broken so stick. You do used skill to stuff, I do skill stuff like that, 45 minutes. We'd put the tunes on and – the guys are, yeah, just singing along, and they're getting a little bit of rhythm, and yeah. you know they're having some fun, and falling over, and making fun of themselves, and you know it's. Uh, now it gets because be- now, it be- because of the technology, it's more out there, it's more seen, it's more visible. You know, there's more cameras and, you know, yeah. things YouTube and all that stuff. There wasn't all that stuff back then.
3: Yeah,
0: that 14 season, uh, that the playoffs. Was that maybe the most disappointing time you had as a as was a career?
2: in Milwaukee? Is that Toronto?
1: That yeah, was Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. The year with we were Forsberg good. and Yarncroc and watson Sisson. Well, Scott Darling was there. He didn't Darling,
0: but Darls Mas-
2: was there. Was the I think this series a couple, few years ago. With
0: Ribeiro? That was all one-goal games.
2: Yeah. That yeah. was probably the most disappointing for me. I thought we had a really good team then. They went on to win the Calder Cup. They Calder did 17, Cup, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I would say, well, yeah, both of them. You know, yeah. both those years. And then even the Texas series was different. The year when we played Texas because that was year we had everybody sent down was to us at the A end.
0: game apiece. It was a game apiece, but in that second game is when Liambus gets knocked out. Yep. And Brad Winchester gets hurt as well. Yep. And that changed everything. Win- yep. The the loss of Winnie changed a lot.
2: Yeah, for sure. He's a big part of our group. Yeah. Yeah, but the Toronto series um, with all those kids. I mean, we made that trade for Yarney. Right, you know, we brought Yarni here, and I remember Dean and I sitting in the room going, "Holy smoke!" He's right. he's not an AHL he player. He was still good in he's, Grand Rapids. He's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. And he was so good for us, and uh,
0: yeah, I mean, we just well, Francis Wadier joined the team at the end of the year, a legit veteran in this league. Yeah,
2: we made all the right moves there. We just didn't win any hockey games.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then the next season, <laughs> the next season, it seems like all the right moves have been made, and and you're winning hockey games until and like all Valentine's sudden, Day.
1: Yeah, and all of a sudden they and weren't. And then it, and then it just.
0: Boom. Just fell Done. apart.
2: Is that, yeah, we had a great start, right? Well, it was one six after, in a row, tied, the
1: an, tied a Leipzig team record. Traded,
0: and then it went 3-26 the traded? rest of the way. Brandon Leip- Leipzig. Brandon Leipzig did.
2: Oh, boy, I remember that trade.
0: Yeah. That was like on a Sunday afternoon, I yeah. believe. And, uh, and then after that, it was just 3. After that, we, after that game, the Admirals won that game. But then it was 3-26 and, and 26 yeah, the rest yeah, of Victor the way. Yeah, Victor
1: Stahlberg was here. Um, yeah. That was one of those yeah, three. Yeah,
2: but didn't we, didn't we scratch and claw our way back in? No, mm, not no. that year. Not Depends
1: that what scratching and clawing, yeah. clawing means. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, I remember the Leipzig trade. That was a big that was a big blow to us. He was a big part of our team yeah. that year. How,
1: how how much uh, do you, are you consulted on a trade like Leipzig? Do you get a call from Paul and saying, "Hey, we're considering this," or is it not till the trade is done and you're in they're like, "Well, we just <laughs> traded Leiper because of X, Y, and Z." No, I
2: mean Paul and Dean obviously had a tremendous relationship, yeah. so there was there was a lot of communication and uh, with them and and Dean was very open with me. I mean, he never had held anything away from me, so um, we were pretty aware of pretty much everything. I remember the Lada trade. Sure, going to say, it, uh, and that
0: was so last minute, or at least we, it was. I was
2: past last the de- de- oh. it was past the deadline. and oh, announced, announced we, it we, after we, the We knew minute. it was happening. We're right. sitting in the room, and I remember Lada. Didn't Lada send the tweet? Like he was at the he, movies, and he, he knew, was he at somebody's house because and he I saw it on the it. crawl. Yeah. But he he originally sent a text at three o'clock. I'm safe or something. Yes, right, yes, right. He did indeed. Right, and he then did indeed. Fifteen minutes later or a half hour later, <laughs> and uh, but I'll tell you what. Last year, you know, being involved at the trade deadline, right, sitting in the room. Like I was going to say, wasn't
0: was it the Wayne Simmons deal that was announced after? Was that that was right before? Or one fifty eight or two fifty eight? Yeah, yeah. Depending where time. you live,
2: it was. I mean, it came down and it was bang bang bang. Yeah, and it, and it happened fast. And and those are the things like sitting in there and. And it's hard. Like, I, I have a lot more respect. Not that I didn't have respect for the GMs, but they have, you get pushed into it's a so situation, you have to have your ducks in a row yeah. to know what you're willing to do. And that's what I'm learning. And, and David's a real good communicator, really. Right. He, well, he uh, wouldn't be doing he, this if he wasn't. He's, um, he's prepared um, as well as anybody. And uh, that's that's all you can do is be prepared.
0: Is it? Does he ask? Does he go around the room and say, "Stan, you've seen this guy," or "Nick Beverly, you've seen this guy"? Yeah. What it, is yeah. is, it, is it that? And then is it like, is it like politicking? Is it like fighting? Is it arguing? Is it? I, I mean,
2: you're going to be strong for a player if you like the player, yeah. right? And if yeah. you don't like the player, I mean, but honesty I was so is the focused. key. Honesty is the key. If you don't see it, you can't say it. Right. Right. Like you have to. You've yeah, got to be yeah, able to back it up. you got to have an opinion. Um, you know, for me, last year was a lot of listening and learning. Sure. Um, you know, if I had an opinion, then I'm not afraid to, you know, to say my – you know, to give my opinion. Um, but, like, I'm so focused on my teams. Like, I don't know what happens out east. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know certain teams. Well, Yeah. And what do you think, think of just, this guy from Ottawa? I just – I, ha- yeah. I don't have an opinion. Right. You know, and, and that's what I did last year after the trade deadline is tried to get out a little bit further. And branch out and see the teams from the East Coast okay. and, and those types of things and and even you know even after we go through this stuff I'll try to you know it'll be all about the UFAs and trying to figure out what we want to do as soon as, as soon as two o'clock comes on uh, the 24th yeah um, I mean the the focus will turn right away to to free agency to free agency sure and it's just it's just all about being prepared
1: learning all those players that you don't know
2: yeah for me if there's so many that I don't know then I need to go see them. Or else I have no opinion.
0: Do you get more out of uh, when it comes to more learning to American League level when you scout than opposed to the National League level? Would that be fair to say or no? The reason I say that is because the NHL, these guys are up there, you know they're NHL players. That's my point in the whole thing. Yeah, but We're some of them are p- up
2: there that aren't. Some are down here that's that are. That's true. Right? And that's what you have to decipher. You want a fourth-line guy, what type of fourth-line guy do you want? Yeah. You know? I mean, a lot of those guys are interchangeable from the American League to the National League.
1: And then a lot of them aren't though, right? Like, yeah, like well, a guy so you every
0: every guy that you're you're suggesting, do you suggest for Milwaukee or is it all they could potentially help Nashville?
2: Both. But it is both. Yeah, our job is to help Milwaukee too. Okay. You know, we're 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 responsible. Well, You know, if we're moving a guy out of Milwaukee, it's up to us. And Scooter does a really good job. Scooter's on top of it.
0: But one way, and this is me saying it, when I say one would say, or some could say, that by you helping Nashville, the trickle down is going to come to Milwaukee. And that's why I ask about is it all helping Nashville or is it all helping some of each?
2: It's organizational, right? Yeah, You want to have a strong organization from the top bottom. And that goes down to Florida. Sure. Putting the right players in Florida. Well, and
0: I think that's helped a ton. You mentioned your wheeling experience. Got it's help a a helped the Admirals a ton this year in knowing you, you're not calling a guy on a PTO who's played for seven American League teams this year, one or two games. Right. And, and, and all of that. You know when you call somebody up, you know exactly what he's been doing.
1: Right. You're not looking at, st- not not looking at the st- – relationship. You don't There's pull <coughs> up the stats from the ECHL. and Well, here's the leading scorer. What's his deal?
2: No, it doesn't do you any good. I mean I need to I, I wanna get out and watch more East Coast League games. i yeah. only saw a couple this year. Yeah. And I think those are important to see in sometimes March, April, late March or early April. Sure. When you're getting the college, some college kids. kids, exactly now right. Now you can go, go see some of these college kids that a lot of those college kids don't make it to the American League out yep. of college. They're fringe guys, that's who they are. Because You know, most of the NHL teams are bringing in their prospects. Right, right. That are finishing junior or finishing college, and, you know, they're adding those guys. So the free agents that uh, get pushed to uh, um, the East Coast League, there's some pretty good players there that are going to start the year in the American League the next year. So, you know, those are the guys that you want to put some eyes on early um to help Milwaukee going forward next year.
0: One of your great attributes I- in the role you had with Milwaukee as an assistant coach was the fact that you came from the ECHL and you had a relationship with so many guys so if something came up and you needed somebody you had a bit of a rolodex to call and you could trust somebody on a recommendation and and yeah. and not necessarily feel like you're hurting that team but uh but you but you had that and th- I mean that's such a huge part and I don't know if that's if, if is that unique to what you're what you were going through in Milwaukee, or <laughs> is that do you think that goes on in other organizations, or is a Jason Botterill, for example, an assistant GM? Is he in charge of a lot of that for other teams?
2: Well, I think your 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 GMs and your scouts are you know have the most ultimately input. yes. Um, but your relationships in <coughs> this game are so important. I mean, they're 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 everything, and I mean, I I, I was in, I was had a good input on getting Scott Darling. Yeah. Part of Wheeling. Yeah. Uh, Mike Liambas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so, um, th- those are easy phone calls to make. You know, so you a relationship with the coaches in the East Coast League, and I would always, every once in a while, I would send out I'd send an email to four or five of them, and uh, when I was here, and just say, you know, hey, w- w- give me the top two or three guys in your division. Yeah. That uh, you know you think can play in the American League. So yeah. Boom, guys will be like, yeah, this guy, this guy, and this Cause guy. Because it's not always and just, stats. And you just build, you just build the little. Know, you know, inter- you, you send six emails out yeah. to the same division and you get back, you know, 20 names and four of them are on everybody's list. Right. Those you are the know guys, those are the legit those guys. Those are the guys you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. just by process elimination, you can cut your, you know, your scouting down. Now you've, now you've got your three or four guys that are on your short list that, you know, you, now you start doing some research. Now you're pulling them up in RinkNet, seeing what our scouts have said about them and, and whatever. Like the information that's on RinkNet is remarkable it's crazy yeah never even really knew how much information was on there i mean i had access to it all these years but you know i would just go into my area do my things exactly there, right whatever yeah now that i'm seeing different avenues and different ways to get into some of the you know the information it's it's incredible
1: yeah what yeah. would your rink net profile have looked like as a, as the player thank- stan drulia Thankfully, what would they have said slow of you
3: slow
2: I, I don't know i mean it's it's incredible thank god like even when uh, when Fordo came on, I was like, "He's gonna read all the reports I wrote on." Him. <laughs> <laughs> you can call him whatever, so I should have done that. But I didn't write too many. I didn't write too many bad reports on Fortal. Slow, could turn, right. great leader, always finished with great, great leader, leader, yeah, and whatever. But uh, he he's been, he's awesome. I love him.
0: How how you yield him now? Obviously, in in his role as an assistant coach. How how far has he come in that role? Because you you kind of broke him in.
2: He's good. He's he's well prepared. He's uh, he's well liked by the guys. Um, so he's in a that really re- good coach.
0: In that regard not much different than when he was same a player. Same guy.
2: I think he's the same. Yeah. I don't that's I think that's what that's what's so good about Fordo is he's true to who he is. Yeah. Um, both as a player, as a coach, as a person, he's the same guy. Yeah. Same guy. Never noticed a difference in him.
1: When you look back over your time and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but well, I'm going to ask the question. So Go here on. goes. Right. Go who, who are some of the guys that you, that you really enjoyed coaching, not because they had all the skill in the world or because, or just why? Just good you people, just like, yeah, coach, you just. Good players, whatever. And yeah. sometimes you, you just have a thing for, you know, a guy. You're like, I really like this guy because X, Y, Z. Uh, or, or who's memorable, not who you like, but who's memorable well, to, who stands out.
2: Well, I mean, just like stands out. Uh, like Pontus. Pon- yes, right. Pontus is a perfect guy. Pontus comes across as a grumpy guy, aloof, know? and just so. And I, I'm here. I am a young coach, not a young coach, but early in my career coaching. Got this young player who is got this immense talent, unbelievable, right. clearly very skilled. And he doesn't he doesn't let you get in. He doesn't want to get to know you. Like he just he doesn't want you to get to know him. So I, I said to dean the one day. I said, uh, I'm going to try to get Pontus to smile every day this week. <laughs> that was my goal. Every day. I just wanted So I remember the first day, middle of the room, Pontus was there, the whole team was there. I said, Hey, Pontus, can I have a hug? <laughs> and a big smirk on his face, right? So I was like, All right, got him. You know what I mean? So right, the next there's day, day one. And you know, I'm trying to figure a way just to get him to smile. Right. Like, just you knew that was going to work, but then what do I got to do yeah, for day no, two? So just trying to get him to let you in, and that's just coaching. Yeah. It's just trying to build a relationship with the player. I love Kamenev.
1: Kamenev, right?
2: you put a smile on my face every day.
1: Even though you probably uh, couldn't understand what he was saying, and and vice versa maybe the first that year, was it. right? And maybe
2: that was the reason why. But you know what? There, there's you can go back through the list. Like there's all, all the guys. Um, you, you build a special relationship with them just by being around them every day. Sure. You know,
0: does Kamenev hold a soft spot because of your experience with Samsonov?
3: Whew. It's a deep Sammy, question. Sammy it didn't
2: speak any English whatsoever. Right, either. and yeah, I got a funny story about Sammy too. <laughs> now you say that, but yeah, I don't know. I, I can see the similarities coming over, and I mean, they're trying I to feel over, their way around. I went over to Germany in 90, 98. Never played a game. You won't find it on there, and I hated it. Then the language barrier. Yeah. I couldn't imagine these kids coming over. A 19-year-old nineteen year old kid. Yep, and I was 20, late 20s, trying yeah. to go over to Europe and see what I could do. I, I couldn't imagine the translation coming back here. I went over to visit my son who was in Africa this summer, and uh, they speak Portuguese where he, where he is at, and thankfully he was there. I mean, he's fluent in the language now. Yeah, could not imagine going on vacation over there and not having a clue what's going on. What's
0: on the menu, anything. You'd yeah. be so lost. Yeah.
2: You'd be so lost. But Sergei Samsonov, 18 year old, 18 years old, we win the Turner Cup that year, and uh, it's his draft year. Mm-hmm. He gets picked up by Boston uh, later on. But I get this call from him at the end of the. And it was early in the summer. Like we just won. Everybody's just splitting up. Everybody's going their own ways, and he's still living in Detroit. And I get the call from him. Hey Stan, need money.
3: <laughs> and I'm like, I
2: what? What Need you need money? Need money. Uh, Sandy's gone, and she have my money. And I'm like. What's, I can't understand myself. I'll be right over. Yeah. Drive over to his place. And I'm like, where's your money? I don't know. Sandy, who has worked in our office,
3: did Payroll all his banking for him. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well,
2: took care of all his banking for him. Made sure all his bills So this was. wasn't a woman that no, uh, ran no. off with his money. No, just one of our sweetheart ladies in the office. And, and uh, she took care of all of his money. I'm like, do you know where you're... Like, where's your bank? Don't know. Sandy, give me money. <laughs> Sandy's on vacation. <laughs> I have no money. Oh. So I'm like, oh, there's a bank right around the corner. So I go to the bank. I bring it with me. And go through the whole thing ended up, ended up finding out where his money was and getting his money but here's a young kid all year. Yeah. Was here all year. On an allowance. And and uh didn't have any idea. Had no idea. Someone no else no idea. is just, just taking just, care just, of just everything.
0: Just I I don't know that there has been a more physically gifted player in Milwaukee than Pontus. He could shoot, he could skate, he had strength. He it seemed like he and he's, I, he's playing well in Toronto right now uh, with the Marlies, but he is, he, uh, like, there's two Like you said, I think he's one of the more misunderstood people that have been. I here.
1: remember actually being in your office, you and Dean, and uh, the t- team had not been playing well, so they they got bagged, right? Yeah. And I uh, and there might this might have been a no puck practice, and we ca- you come back in and you're talking about how everyone's doing and. And, and, and you, maybe you or Dean says, "Yeah, I look over at Pont- everyone else is doubled over. Maybe some guys are barfing. Pontus is just just sort of skating around, yeah. just being like, eh, this is okay.' Like he was that much of a specimen. He was so in shape that he barely broke a sweat. Che- Cheeks weren't even flushed."
2: Well, there was there was uh, there was a situation. I don't know what happened where I don't know if it was Pontus's play or whatever. I think he was late for practice one day or late for a meeting. But there was a there was a extra bag skate after one practice, and it was him. <laughs> And it was Max Quartz. <laughs> oh right. You remember this? Sure, course. absolutely. And Dean likes to do this thing called the clock at center ice, where you start at the bottom of the circle and you you one to twelve. You okay. go to one back to the start, two, two. back to the start, three. three, okay, four, all the way around. Well I'm telling you, when you hit twelve and come all the way around, you are you're doubled over. Yeah. You can't bend your knees, you got nothing. So they had to do this. So Pontus. Burp, 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 nothing. Like, he could have done it all and day and long. And he's <laughs> not – right, and it's not like he's ba- he's dogging it. No, he's working. Yeah. And he's just, he's just talented and gifted. Oh, yeah, yeah I didn't phase him whatsoever. Unreal. Poor Max Gortz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, poor, poor Gortz, he didn't fare so well. <laughs> that kid, his
0: rookie year, Max Gortz, that, that was as a heavy a shot as as we've seen. Yeah.
2: He could shoot the puck. Yeah, he could really rip it. Him and uh, – who's the other – Pustin Yusuf
1: Pustinen. Pustinen could hammer the puck. Pustinen, yeah, who had his kneecap snapped in half. Pustinen.
2: We called him Ovi. They put him on the PP yeah. and Ovi spot, and every time they would score, the whole bench would yell Ovi. Uh, we, were, we were talking about – I'm not sure he would do Ovi. I, know. Know. I want <laughs> right.
0: your, your take. We've, we've talked about this with a couple of people, uh, Fordo included, um, the Super Bowl party in Houston. Oh,
2: my gosh. If
0: you, if you would give your take real quick. I we're we're, I we're was, close to wrapping up. That was
2: early. I'm, I've only been here a month. Exactly right, yeah. yes. I'd only been here well, maybe yeah, a little longer than that, but, uh, yeah, um, had the Super Bowl party, remember, out for dinner, go back to my room, and we were supposed to leave at, I want to th- say, 8.30, 9 o'clock Right. around that time, heading to Austin. Austin. My phone rings at 8.30, it's Fordo, <laughs> like, cause he's the captain of the team, right? Fordo calls me and says, uh, hey, Stan, got an issue. I don't want to call Herbie. <laughs> so he fills me in on what's going on. He said, "Okay." I said, "So you want me to call Herbie?" Yeah, right. I said, "No, no, you're the captain. You call Herbie." I said, "No, I got it. No problem." So I, I didn't even call Ian. I just went knocked on his door, on his room. I said, "We got to chat." So, closed the door. We had a quick chat, he, and he was really good. Yeah, Ian was outstanding. handled it. We ended up leaving eleven thirty noon. <laughs> I remember sitting outside the jailhouse for yeah. a long time. Long time. Long, long time. Long time. So, so the three or four, the four of them in jail. Of three, three of them. Cause three Pustin of them, because Pustin
0: was back in Finland for a funeral.
2: So uh, the three of them were in jail, just for being loud. Yeah. A little obnoxious. Poor Finns. <laughs> Poor Finns. They, they did I tell it. people. But I tell you what, when they walked out of the bus, boy, they have their tail tucked. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw three guys walk past the front of that bus so in such a hurry. Right? <laughs> and, then, and then we get to the rink in, in Austin. Austin. And, uh, well, I don't know who or what, but we had black and white jerseys. Yeah. And... Um, on the black jerseys, the guy put guys put white stripes down the back <laughs> to look like the jail cell. And on the white jersey, they put black, the black tape. and they made him do laps with it on. It was it was hilarious. <laughs> Everybody handled it very well. I'll give Ian a lot of credit there. Who could be pretty tough, yeah? Uh, but he handled a, a situation. That I thought he did a really good job. I felt
0: about. the worst for Yanni Lianin because he was the greenest of all of them, right? He was the least worldly, yeah, between the three. And I felt so bad for him because th- this is this is kind of his intro to America.
2: Then we trade him the next week. <laughs> hey, wasn't it was to Peoria. For, for, uh, no, oh, no, that was the next year. Y- yeah, that was yeah, yeah, the next yeah, year. Yeah, it was, it for was the next year. For Forto for to Fordo. bring him back. Right, exactly Fordo, right, right. Yeah, yeah. exactly
1: right, yeah. exactly right. You got anything else? Uh, I think we've asked the Frenchies about this, uh, but what was it like bringing Mike Ribeiro in from a coach's perspective? We b- both, Aaron and I, have said many times we thought he'd come in and he could be, and maybe you had the same opinion. He could. This could be awful. Like he could bring the whole room well, down. We were nervous. Yeah. This guy probably doesn't want to be here. He's only here because he's, if he doesn't come, he doesn't get paid.
0: Well, and we had a bad taste a
1: couple of years before. With right? Victor Stalberg, yes. We were,
2: but even Stalberg played hard at times for us. He's
1: just so. a bad he influence. Had the hat trick in the, and
3: Rockford,
2: right? He had, uh,
1: yeah, had he, scored, numbers, he uh, scored that goal yeah. with the second to go against Grand Rapids he had and then numbers. scored in overtime. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But with, with when Mabiro came down, we, we had the same concern. We were like, where's this where going to go? go? This is going to be awesome or this is going to be an absolute nightmare. He was outstanding. Yeah. He was absolutely outstanding. Dean brought him in right away, had a great chat with him. And uh, for whatever reason, the two of them had a good relationship. And that, and that's what it, I think Ribby all he wanted, just was to be heard. Um, he played hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, three and threes, we gave him the night off. Remember, we didn't make yeah. him go to Rockford. Didn't make him go to Iowa. Yeah, he's yeah. waiting for a Last pizza. Game, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was hilarious, too. <laughs> but you know what? He was outstanding. And at the end of the year, when, when it was all over with, uh, he cried in the locker room. Uh, we've said that. In, like In it the was office with us. Yeah. Um, and was just so thankful for the experience. And, and
0: um, He left with a good taste in his mouth.
2: He did. And he left a good taste in our mouth. And yeah. I mean, him. you hate to yeah. say that. He was that, outstanding. You hate to say
1: he kick-started the careers of Richard, Goudreau, Carrier. But maybe, he, especially the forwards, yeah. maybe he does.
0: Well, R- Richie specifically.
1: Yeah.
2: He was great. Yeah. He was outstanding. He had fun in practice. Yeah, um, stayed on. Did extra, he would st- right. He would. I remember watching these him and him
1: and Kevin Fiala were out there just playing uh, shuffle puck. Yep. Right. Let's shoot the puck at the dot. See who can. Yep. They go back and forth for 45 minutes until the ice guys are like, Hey, can we, can we get out here yeah. and do our jobs?
2: Yeah. Get off the ice. But no, he was outstanding. He yeah. was really good. Yeah. He was really good
0: good stuff
1: yeah anything else i don't know do you have any we're done with questions you're done with questions here's your opportunity to say anything you want
2: oh no i'm good i think (laughs) (laughs) i need lead in my story time yeah yeah Yeah, right it was
0: good stuff thanks so much for doing this we really appreciate it thanks Stan Drulia, former Admirals assistant coach, now a scout with the Nashville Predators. Uh, that'll do it. Huh? Wrap things up. Absolutely. Thanks for listening. For Charlie Larson, and Aaron Sims. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Milwaukee Admirals Podcast. This everything you ever wanted.
3: One moment, but you captured, just let it slip, yo His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy There's vomit on his sweater
2: already, mom's spaghetti He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop palms But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down